Welcome to Mueller time. What's happening? Politicon edition. Uh, we're we're halftime of Politicon right now. Yeah, we are at Politicon, the unconventional political convention. How, how was your day, man? We had a good one. Day one of Politicon is in the books. Yeah, we. Um, I got about two hours sleep last night. I'm not saying that to brag, like some people brag about. You know, people are like, it just it's just what happened. You too. So, yeah, right. So, so you know, I woke that was up. A bad joke. I apologize. Oh, I, I don't even get it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we'll we'll um we'll come back to that at the okay. end, but uh, where you can you can reveal that to me. Yeah, we won't. So we're at day one at Politicon, the unconventional political convention, um, and we got down there. Well, you know, let me let, I'm gonna let you take the reins. Oh well, they, we got in. I mean, we want to talk about how long and the line was and how hot the sun was. Yes, no, that's boring stuff. <laughs> no. So we got all the gear together and we got we got down there about uh, 11, uh, 10, 10 a.m. Look, go to all of our social networks. We've already got all kinds of content up. Yeah, if you go to the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, then I'll plug a little later. Yeah. Um, we had some great interviews today. I, I'd have to say Michael Steele and Richard Painter. White House ethics lawyer were my favorite. Yeah, Richard Painter is our, our new friend this year. The way we met Michael Steele last year. And um, yeah, Richard Painter was really happy to sit and talk with us. And that's that, that video is already up on our Facebook and our... Did it get up on Twitter too or just Facebook? I will put it up on Twitter, okay. at least a piece of it a little later. Yeah, It was great because Richard Painter is one of those guys you can just let him... You just basically turn the camera on and ask a question and he just goes. I love his voice. He's got such a strange gritty voice i don't know how to quite describe it but i love listening to him talk he's on msnbc all the time and i yeah i dig that guy yeah he's great because he's like a legitimate ranter which i like <laughs> as as i consider myself like one in a different way so i really enjoy that yeah and he absolutely is i mean every time it, the guy is like the most disgusted entertaining guy like he doesn't he doesn't make you not want to watch him he's entertaining because mm-hmm. he's part of it is because he's so disgusted with these people like yeah. we all are yeah Right. Yeah, but just the way he talks, like he, it, it, how do you describe? It? It's like he's talking through his teeth, and he doesn't yeah. open up his mouth. It's like he's angry, but he's not always necessarily angry. Yeah, you just got you. You'll see him. He, he does it in in the video that we shot of Eric interviewing him today at Politicon. He has his own unique style. Yes. Now, the Michael Steele interview. Michael Steele was the head of the Republican National Committee. This is actually we. He's a great guy. We've interviewed him twice. Mm-hmm. So as we approached him, this is what happened. Correct. You correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Fox News Jesse Waters employs these two, whatever, were they pranksters? Yeah, basically they're pranksters. These right. guys that play up like the California surfer stoner image. And uh, almost every week on Waters World on, uh, on Fox News, he brings them on. And it's basically a way to make fun of California liberals. Right. So, so the, yeah, yeah, so they're there and they were, they didn't have cameras or anything. They were just basically trolling Michael Steele right there in the middle of the convention floor. Or in the middle middle of our friends, uh, Mueller, she wrote, live podcast. Yeah, there, I actually did see a guy with a camera. I don't know if you saw that. He was a little bit behind. Really? He was hanging back a little oh, bit. Oh, no. You and I are going to end up on Fox News. Because yeah. we were right there with it. Oh, no. I, oh, no. We're busted. Well, I'll be the one on Fox News. I was standing there right there with the camera, too. Yeah, we were right there in their shot. Well, those guys are lucky that I was this close to saying something, and then I was kind of I was kind of looking at Michael Steele. This is what happened. So these these two guys... Basically, I think what they were trying to do was a prank 
where they were they were asking him, do you think we should build a statue to Paul Walker? Yeah. The actor from Fast and the Furious who was killed in a car accident. Yeah, they want to build a statue. There's some story about them building a statue for him in San Clemente Beach. They made it sound like somewhere deep in Orange County. This is the problem. Like, First of all, I'm a professional prankster. I actually made a prank TV show, so that never aired, but whatever, I made it. The point is, is that I know a lot about how to prank people, and one of the key things about pranking someone is you can't prank someone who's having a better time than you are. So yeah, Michael, Michael Steele—he he was smiling. He the, enjoyed talking to them. So they're like, they're like, so like this guy's doing this fake surfer voice. Like, do you think we should like build the statue of Paul Walker in Northern California? And Michael Steele's like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so you're not a prankster. Okay, I don't get what the joke necessarily is. I mean, Paul Walker was an actor, and he tragically was killed in a car accident. What is there something funny about? wanting to build a statue for him and then asking Michael Steele about it. I don't get why, like what the deal is. No, they were trying to, well, first of all, it's Fox News, so they're not funny. But also, they were trying to do like a, what do you call it, Sasha Baron Cohen Borat? Well, no, I get that. But I don't understand how a Paul, they, their, their method was a Paul Walker statue. I mean, when Sasha Baron Cohen does it, I mean, he's he comes up. I don't even want well, to try to think remember, these guys, remember, these guys aren't funny. I mean, just... <laughs> Jesse, okay, I'm giving them I'm giving them way too much credit. You're right. Jesse Waters' idea of comedy was to go out in the streets, and I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. He made fun of, of Chinese people's accents. Oh, to that them. segment was the worst. And and I'm not exaggerating. These guys think that that's funny. Well, okay, that's basically what these guys are doing, though. But it's okay to um, yeah, mock California stoner surfers. Fine, that, fair game. Right. But those guys are. I mean, I, I bet there's a lot of real stoner in these guys, but they're definitely playing up the character thing. So my whole thing, though, is why, couldn't they come up with something better to come at Michael Steele with? I mean, like we saw Michael Steele was like, sure, build the statue. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, there's not, I can't, is it controversial to build a, a Paul Walker statue? I was this close to saying something, and I didn't even know who they were. Actually, I would have loved it if I ended up on Fox News. My, but you know, we, if, we might be lingering in that shot. No, but they would only air it if 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 it, they'll never air something where somebody gets the best of them. Yeah. So sure. had I done that, which I would have, obviously, <laughs> I would have not have aired. But anyway, so the shot, if you do see it on Fox News, it's just going to be me staring at Michael Steele. Well, look, since they didn't really nail Michael Steele, I can't imagine that Jesse Waters is going to have any use of, use for that footage. So. Yeah. And then after that, correct me if I'm wrong. You asked Michael Steele. Do you know who those guys are? And he was like, "Yeah, I know they're." No, no, he, oh, no, he what he told me. No, he knew that they were that they they were being goofy characters. He was not aware though that they are regular characters on Waters World on Fox News. Oh, okay, he did not know that. But yeah, he um yeah he he totally got that they were putting them on. Why are they even pranking a Republican? I don't understand that. Oh well, that's that. Okay, that's uh, he's I think in the same boat as Jennifer Rubin, where those they're not real conservatives. Why they're not? They shouldn't even be allowed to call themselves conservatives anymore, because she works for the failing uh, Washington Post. No, who is Jennifer Rubin write for? She, the, the, the Times or the Post? The Post. You got it. Right. I always forget who writes for which one. And then Michael Steele is basically a talking head on MSNBC. So they're not real conservatives, and that's why those guys were picking on Michael Steele. Look, I don't mind who you prank, and I don't care what their political affiliation is, but as a comedian, just be funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was my issue. I wasn't, the reason I almost interrupted them, it wasn't even that they were, by the way, Michael Steele is a great guy, but it wasn't even that they were doing that to a great guy. It's just that it wasn't funny. Yeah, they're not funny every week on Waters World on Fox News. They, he, I, they, they think they're funny. Jesse Waters thinks they're funny, and they're not. These guys have a regular gig. Like comedians, it's a, it's a constant struggle upwards. And these guys have, you know, hit a fairly big, 
I'm sure a fairly decent paycheck, even if it's just freelance. I like that we haven't said their names. I don't even know their names. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. their names. Seriously. Our, our friends from Muller, uh, Muller, she wrote, knew exactly who those guys were, but they knew them uh, from the comedy world. They did not, when I was talking to them about it, they didn't seem to know that he is, uh, those, the, they're regulars on Waters World. If you want to see some, like, comedy that's so bad, it's epically, like, good, check out Red Eye. It was a show that... Oh, yeah. I, I used to watch Red Eye. That show was terrible. Red was Eye was the, <laughs> was when Fox News tried to do The Daily Show, but it was on at like 6.30 in the morning or, or 4.30 in the morning. Well, no. It was um, like on the West Coast, it aired like 11 p.m. or something. And yeah, it was supposed to be a more comedy-driven version of Fox News. And they put it on that late night. Um, yeah, it, but it wasn't. But what I do it like... It wasn't funny. I like that it's, it's hosted by Greg Gutfield, who's, who's obviously... Again, just speaking as a comedian, he's obviously a failed stand-up comic. Because yeah. I, I know that. Look, I've seen it. Mm. I've seen it at every open mic on mm. somebody's face who's on on stage. And you know, whatever the guy's successful, like he found his own way to. Well, yeah. Well, he's in the uh, the Saturday night lineup of Fox News along with um, Judge Janine, and uh, the three-hour block starts with Jesse Waters in Waters World. So yeah, Greg, the Greg Gutfield show is Saturday night. Wow, I'm plugging Fox News like mad tonight. What's wrong with me, Eric? That's what happens when you go to Politicon. And look, there were way more right-wingers there today. Yeah. Oh, by the way, should we talk about the attendance? Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't as well staffed as, la- or, you know, attended as last year. I, I want to give it a little bit of a benefit of the doubt since it is at the much larger, more massive Los Angeles Convention Center. So maybe things were spread out a little more. But it didn't, I don't know. It didn't seem like there was as many people this year as we saw last year. But, I, Eric, I told you my theory earlier this evening. You did? Day two. Oh, day two, yeah. Day two. The draw is going to be there for day two. Here it comes because of Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Ben Shapiro puts asses in seats. They're going to show up for Ben tomorrow. You and I are going to have a private discussion about this whole Shapiro thing and your whatever whatever's going on with you and him. He lives rent-free in my head. Come on. What, what am I supposed to do? So there's we went into this. Politicon has this exhibit hall. It's, you know, it's where you go to... You can sell stuff or you get a booth, promote your product, and they have all kinds of just wild stuff in there. Some of those booths are weird. I didn't think about it last year, but now seeing some of them repeated, I think some of them are fronts for Russian propaganda. Well, you said something that at first it was funny and then I... See, here's the thing. Politicon, no one knows who actually pays for it. Yeah. We know who we know the people who... They have like people who, who are listed in press releases, but the person who actually pays for it... Yeah, who's funding it? Is unknown. Yeah, they say it's a rich Hollywood person. So you made it. You said, "What if it's Russia?" And then I, I laughed. I was like, "Wow, that's totally plausible now." All right. Well, the thing that made me think that today was there are several booths in the exhibit hall for board games, political board games, and they all seem to be somewhat like they would be deci- de- divisive. Like if you're playing this board game, you're going to be arguing about politics. And well. That's just, I don't know. Did you go to Toys R Us to buy a political board game? I've never seen these games anywhere. Um, And then we were at the one booth and we asked them the name of the company and they couldn't even, the guy wouldn't tell us the name of the company that makes this game. He got offended when I asked him. I don't think he was offended. I think some of these places hire actors who honestly, I've had those gigs. You don't know. You're just there for a paycheck. Okay. I I, want to think that was a Russian agent of propaganda that didn't want to tell me that he was a Russian agent of propaganda trying to sell me a board game. But yeah, so these I don't honestly think Politicon is funded by Russia, but we do know that in the 2016 election, they were successful in like 
organizing events that people went to. Well, absolutely. Parades and shit. Now, um, and then we, every once in a while, we hear about, well, that nonprofit organization that's very well uh, loved by Republicans and people on the right, wow, they have Russian funding, like the NRA. So, so th- how do we know, like, something like Turning Point USA doesn't have Russian money well, fun- I'm a, funneling th- their way? No, I'm going to do you one better. I think they, I think every right-wing extremist organization is taking Russian money. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would I would bet almost anything on that. Yeah. So we, yeah, we walked through this exhibitor hall like we, you know, we we walked by this Americans for Prosperity, which is like a Coke funded. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Like, and then I asked the kid if uh, maybe later we could interview him, and he was like, basically they have to get permission. Yeah, they they were sta- no one else was uh, paying attention to this booth. Eric and I go up to it, and um, yeah, they they told us who they were. They're Americans for Pros- Prosperity, who are a big super PAC, if I'm not mistaken, right? They're the Koch brothers super PAC. You, you, I think you're right. I'm honestly not sure. They all blend together for me. So they're they're there. There's nobody at the booth. They're, it's not like they're meeting people. And uh, I've got the camera gear. Eric's got the microphone, and we ask, hey, would you, you want to uh, tell us what you're about? And yeah, the guy kind of hemmed and hawed, made it sound like he had to go ask permission from someone. But then, you know, it wasn't like he was busy. Well, there. Yeah, I get <laughs> yeah, it. He didn't want it. He was he was trying well, to be nice, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, they didn't they didn't want to interview. Well, they're a lot more careful now. I mean, because th- this can happen to anybody, any whatever, wherever you stand politically. Now people know someone puts a camera on you. Like like we said, what happened with Michael Steele? Mm-hmm. There's people out there. Who are trying to punk you, and all they need is ten seconds of video. I mean, yeah, it doesn't right. even, you know. Okay, now when we were trying to um, interview Jacob Zoboroff from MSNBC, we saw Jacob as he was walking through the exhibit hall, and he was super nice. He said, "Go talk to um, this particular person at uh-huh. the MSNBC booth. She handles all that." And we did. We found her. We talked to her, and she, she look. She asked us questions. She wanted, you know, it wasn't like any Kavanaugh style interrogation. Well, maybe it was. Um, no, she was very nice. Yeah, she was nice. She we, we, uh, wanted to know about what our podcast is. And I made mention of, like, I know I, I really enjoyed this particular segment from Jacob Sobroff last week. So, yeah, we passed. And, you know, maybe we're going to go hit him up tomorrow and get an interview with Jacob Sobroff. Yeah. But, yeah, they, we, they, we were, you know, pre-screened. Well, they're smart. I mean, I'm, I absolutely would and will do. Dude, I do that now. Mm-hmm. I do that now. When, even when I'm in, you know, I've been to some of these protests. Guy walks up to you with a mic starts talking I'm like what outlet are you with I'm not trying to end up on like mm. you know what I'm saying one of these one of these whack job yeah you don't want to be in the gateway pundit or something <laughs> no no among um, among others uh. see they think these guys all think they're good at it like those but they're not they're not as good as they think no the the people who are whatever it, it doesn't matter but yeah if you're if you're a public figure you, you do, especially like MSNBC there's millions of dollars at stake with these personalities, mm-hmm. sometimes more. Yeah. For someone like, let's say, a Rachel Maddow, who's the top, you know, yeah. they're they're not going to let Rachel Maddow just get interviewed by some, Correct. get played. Now, on the other hand, though, you, you got Malcolm Nance and uh, Michael Steele running around talking to whoever. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. Um, we tried to get Malcolm Nance, but he was busy, but we're going to try it tomorrow. Well, yeah, he was on his way to a panel. Yeah. So, yeah, that way we understand. He's, but yeah, he'll sit and talk to us if, he has, if he's free. He's a great guy. I mean... It's funny when you see him, like, because he, he's very, like... We saw him who he's hanging with today. He's so cool. He's hanging with Ron Perlman from Hellboy, from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, this cool Hollywood actor with him who has been probably banned by Trump on Twitter. That's what's cool when you're, like, in Hollywood. Like, when you get to the A-list level, like, you just... Basically, it's like you just pal around with your cool friends. Yeah. Like, there's no good reason why 
I should see Ron Perlman walking around with Malcolm Nance at ten in the morning, but it, but it, but it just happening. I saw him at Staples in Hollywood once. Not Malcolm Nance, Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. Hellboy. Yeah, Perlman is really cool. I mean, I was I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan, but yeah. when this whole election happened, you know, he didn't pull any punches, and he's very vocal. Yeah, I really admire that, and he doesn't because people people think like, oh, Hollywood's just left. It's easy for you. No, a lot of people don't want to go that far. No. They want to just keep it, you know, keep it whatever. I admire him. I admire Chris Evans, Captain America. Okay. Talk about like the perfect role for like he's basically become that guy. He's very vocal about it, how he thinks Trump is disgusting. I mean, the guy is fucking Captain America. It's going to be more perfect. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure he's taken some hits from his some from some fans for that. So yeah, it's funny when you see Nance walking around because Nance was like a commando. And then it's funny, like you see him, like he's so personable. He's talking to like, you know, these nice older people. Mm -hmm. And then you you look at his page and it's like him dressed as a commando. And I'm like picturing those two things next to each other. He's a tough mother effer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy's so tough that he doesn't have to pretend to be tough. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's one of the coolest things about him. Like he's just walking around like, you know, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. We got to actually get him on camera and microphone this, this year, tomorrow. Yeah. This um, year, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. Nice. We're going to go. Yeah, we're going to do our best. So, yeah, we, we hit up the exhibit hall. We, what else? We saw our friends, uh, Muller, she wrote. Yeah, yes, we did. We got to hang with them. Muller, she wrote the other Muller podcast. Well, we're actually, we're the other podcast, <laughs> technically, because. Compared to them, we're the other. Those girls are amazing at what they do. But there's only Those two. ladies, excuse me. There's only, um, I think you're going to be fine on that one. Well, no, I, I don't want to get busted. Like, they're going to bust Will Witt. <laughs> from Prager U. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll cover that. Um, okay. we'll, we'll spend the requisite. You know, no, I'm not going to spoil what they're going to do to him. That's their thing to do. And then after they do that on their podcast, then we can talk about it. So we caught Muller. She wrote. They had a booth, and then they did a um, they did a segment, a uh, live panel with Cameron Kasky mm-hmm. from the March for Our Lives. Yes, that kid's funny. And um, a comedian named Ada. I just forgot her last name. Oh, I I totally missed. That. It's it's on my Twitter account. She has another panel thing she's doing uh, tomorrow at Politicon as well. Yeah. Cameron Caskett's wild. This kid is only 17 years old. Now, after the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas tragic shooting, when he uh, started going on the news with a lot of his fellow other students, is he the one that kind of made a joke about how um, he was a drama student, but he was a bad drama student? I, I think that was him. I know he was a drama student, but I didn't hear that. Okay, well, I, I, the point being is I, I saw that coming out of him. While he, he really enjoyed being on the panel and having the microphone and talking to the crowd. I, I, he, you tell he liked being up there. He hammed it up a little bit, especially when he got to, uh, an opportunity to do a Trump voice. He's, he's a funny guy. I mean, he, yeah. he, he was legitimately witty. Mm-hmm. I, I, hope he, uh, you know, I hope he pursues some kind of career that involves having that kind of that great personality. After the panel, um, we were standing around talking uh, to our friends from Mueller, she wrote, and Cameron Kasky's right there. And um, I guess he, I overheard him saying how his birthday is just, his 18th birthday is just days after the election. And he's very disappointed because he doesn't get to vote in the midterms this year. Yeah, well, he's he and all those other kids are, as far as I'm concerned, historical figures. Yeah, they absolutely are. I'm not sure they necessarily understand that, but they are, they will, their names will live on for, for a long time because yeah. of, because of what they did. And then we, yeah, so we met a lot of, there were a lot of various other uh, characters, met this, um, this fake ass congressman. Yeah. Remember that guy? <laughs> oh, you got, you got his pitch. This and guy, then you got his video director's pitch. No, I was trying to interview this other guy who was dressed like crazy Eddie 
from that commercial. And then he's like, oh, why don't you interview the congressman? And I'm like, I didn't, here's the thing about like, you know how I interview. I, I look at someone and I get a feeling like, should I talk to this person? And I don't care if they're famous or not. And I'm, I did not want to talk to this guy. But the other guy's basically pushing me there. So I'm like, whatever, this guy's a congressman. All right. So first of all, he's, he's not candidate. a congressman. Yeah, he's just a candidate. He's running for Congress. There's, that's a small difference, isn't it? That's, yeah, there's a difference between being a congressman and being a candidate. Secondly, the guy's a complete right-wing whack job, which whatever can make it for a good interview. But again, I was just, the whole time I'm there, I'm looking at the crazy Eddie guy. Like, I want to talk to that guy. <laughs> so finally, I fucking finally cut this guy off. Who's whatever, I don't even know what he was talking about. Oh, like he was just giving you a stump speech. That's uh, he was probably saying the exact he, same thing that he said to anyone that he, put a camera and mic in his face. Yeah, well, today he did one thing. He made a very serious allegation against I think who is his opponent. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was nasty. I forgot about that. He that, called out his opponent for some. Don't, some yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to repeat it. But, yeah. Oh, well, look, we didn't even say anyone's names. No, you're so. right. Yeah, but yeah, like, no, he was saying that his opponent is um had some sexual misconduct with a child i'm i'm never gonna air this thing i'm gonna delete it because first of all the guy was insane yeah. and you can't by the way, you can't say stuff like that you can't make allegations like that if you don't have any proof it ruins somebody's name um wow we just kind of went through that on a national scale and yeah. there was proof yeah and it didn't actually get looked at so what's the difference right right so and i, I had a little bit of idea about that story what that guy was saying and it was it was bullshit so anyway. Mm. Yeah, delete that interview. We don't need him. No. Yeah. He's not even a congressman. <laughs> if you're going to waste my time, at least like have some kind of position of power. Yeah, and we didn't... I can't remember his name. He didn't... Yeah, he was, there wasn't anything remarkable about him. So, no. Who else did we interview? Um, we saw Weird Mike walking around. Yeah, you keep using <laughs> that name. Like, why do you... I don't get it. His name's weird, Mike Cernovich. Yeah, Weird Mike. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'll devote five seconds to this. Mike Cernovich, I'm sure you know, he's, he's a right wing nut job. He's a, he's a dangerous person Yeah. because he's been very effective at spreading dangerous rumors that lead to real life consequences. Yes. He, he's uh, responsible for a lot of the nonsense regarding Pizzagate. I wouldn't go near him. I wouldn't interview him. I didn't even like being in the same yeah, proximity. You were, you were maybe five yards away from him at best. And yeah, no, no. seeing him in real life. Wow. That dude looks like he takes steroids. Cause nothing good can happen from being around someone like that. No. Even if you're like doing a podcast like this, nothing good can happen from talking to someone like that. So yeah, we saw him. Um, Charlie Kirk was roaming the halls. Charlie Kirk is way taller than I expected. Yeah, I'm because I'm I'm six one and Charlie Kirk he was taller than me. Charlie Kirk, the um, the founder and president of Turning Point USA, a five hundred one c three tax exempt organization, and he is unafraid to put uh, political endorsements all over his personal Twitter account. And I think that should be illegal since he is the founder and president of a five hundred one c three tax exempt organization. Well, you should have should have told him that he was right there. Well, yeah, I could have. You, you should have talked to Cernovich. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't talk to that guy. Yeah, so then Charlie Kirk debated Hassan Piker from the uh, the Young Turks, which was uh, Hassan Piker was good. They were they were sort of it was a lot of yelling, but yeah, that's going to happen at this. Hassan Piker is is very good at that because he knows how to talk to these people, which is a kind of an art form. Mm-hmm. Some of the younger people, especially, they know how to. That can if you haven't been around that kind of internet culture, it can it may take you by surprise. Yeah, but some of the people who are now coming up like him are 
Hassan Piker is about, I think he's in his late 20s. Yeah, Hassan Piker at... has a bunch of good videos on um, Facebook where he takes down my favorite takedown target. There's a uh, uh, mention number two. Oh, yeah. There, number yeah, one. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you said it, so I got another, I get to say it again. Yeah. Yeah, he's good at that because he, he's, he's just, he just doesn't care no. and he, he knows his stuff. Yeah. We tried to check out Avenatti, but we were kind of busy, so we, we missed um, Avenatti and Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll be around. Oh, I'm, that's look, that was the headlining event today. So I'm sure if you want, if any of our listeners want to see it, I'm sure there will be no trouble finding video of that on your favorite videoing services. Yeah, Politicons, it's one more day. If you're in this LA area It's and you like, you know, you listen to this show, it's it's worth the money. Yeah, if you're listening before it starts tomorrow, come on down or come to go next year. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. You don't have to. It's one of these things where you can just wander around. You don't have to do a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. You just do whatever you want. If you just want to walk around and look at the ex- exhibitors, if you want to go to a panel, yeah, you know whatever. Um, you know what else happened? Was that that was pretty much yeah, it? Yeah, I or? think that was our day for the most part. We got a whole another day to do. So let's. Uh, why, why don't you know? Let's, why don't we wrap this up and do a big full one tomorrow night after we finish our the Sunday second day. I feel like there was some other stuff that happened. I have that vague, lingering feeling like I what like I missed forget? something. I don't know. Yeah. Must have been some. Oh, well, so also the okay. So the MSNBC crew, everyone is there except for um, Rachel Maddow and Chris Matthews. Well, we can't say everybody. No, um, pretty, pretty no, much yeah, everybody. No, Chris Matthews. No, Katie Turr. But everybody no else. No, Stephanie Rule. But no, the people that they had from MSNBC. We had Lawrence O'Donnell, uh, Joy Reid, Ari Melber, Jacob Soboroff, Casey Hunt. Um, these are all the on-air talent and we saw lots of people from MSNBC that are the talking heads that come on as analysts like Michael Steele and Malcolm Nance one thing that is great too the Washington Post has a whole display t-shirts yeah we got a bunch of uh, free are you okay no no I I just got excited over the Washington Post t-shirt the the democracy dies in darkness t-shirts that you and I both got yeah the Washington Post has a whole booth there and one thing that I think is really cool they're doing and I'm not sure a lot of people realize this because of what happened to um, Jamal Khashoggi, their their journalist who was, was killed in the um, you know by the Saudis. I, I saw Ruth Marcus on TV basically saying that they're going to get their own form of payback. They're gonna they're gonna devote a huge and they have substantial resources into. They're just going to basically tear the Saudi Empire and Washington people who work with them apart. Wow, you're going to be seeing so many articles over the next years. They're, and it's going to be pure to, to because of what they did to him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's already starting because we, before we started recording tonight, I'm on Twitter, and there's a thing going around on Twitter tonight. I guess um, Oliver Darcy from CNN is calling out The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, because The Rock um, had uh, Muhammad, bin, Muhammad bin Salman. M- MBS. MBS. The Rock had MBS at his home here in Los Angeles for dinner earlier this spring. And so, yeah, Rock is uh, being asked about that now and being shamed, to, as look, he should be. Yeah. Look, the guy was – he was doing – MBS was doing dirt at that time. But just to be fair, I think I would give The Rock one, one shot to just explain himself. You know well, what I mean? Well, yeah. That's, I mean, like I said, he's getting and called out on Twitter, yeah. and we haven't heard yet from The Rock. So, yeah, let's let The Rock explain himself. And then – because a lot of these celebrities, like if you go to – if you do a little YouTube research, you'll see some – I think Hillary Swank once made a speech in Russia to not in Russia, but it was like one of the former parts of the Soviet Union to a complete bloodthirsty dictator. And he threw her. No, I swear to God, it was his birthday party. And 
she gave this whole speech and then people were like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Wow. This guy like has, you know, the whole thing. He's a dictator. And she had to apologize. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, somebody else booked it. It was like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like it was other kids. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't know like what was going on yeah. there. That's yeah. They know. they know what's going in their pocket. So hell yeah. Uh, and then, so Greg Miller, who's a reporter at the post, he is, he wrote the book, the apprentice, mm-hmm. by the way, Best title I've ever seen for a book about Trump. Like, there's this is a golden age of Trump books, but that one, right. talk about a perfect title. Mm-hmm. And he uh, did a, I'm reading that book right now. He did a whole discussion, right. which is really good. Mm-hmm. And The Apprentice, there's a lot of, you know, Fear, Bob Woodward, there's a lot of good books now. But this this book by Greg Miller is, um, I, I find the writing. Yeah, I haven't heard this. I haven't read this one yet. It's. Are you saying that he was, the author was at Politicon today? Or he, does he have something tomorrow? He's a Washington Post reporter. Mm-hmm. He's a Pulitzer winner. So he was there, Pulitzer okay. or whatever. So he was there uh, doing a panel discussion. Yeah, in the uh, in the um, Washington Post's own exhibit yeah. there, where they had their own little panels, it, yes. It where co- we saw Phil Rucker. Exactly, yes. yeah. It covers some of the same ground as uh, like Bob Woodward's book or let's say Russian Roulette, but it has its own, I don't know, it's good. I recommend checking this book out. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Now email it to me when you're done with it. Uh, it's on my Kindle. And also that one. Yeah, be, email it to me when you're done um, with it. I'm sorry, that's not fair to the publisher. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you know how long it probably took the guy to write that? Why don't you go buy it? Okay, I'll go buy it. I, I honestly, even if I wanted to email it to you, I don't know how to get it off of Kindle. Oh, okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, is there anything else that you think I missed? Uh, well, you know, you, you nailed the um, the Washington Post thing, which is what we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we saw Phil Rucker do his thing and... Yeah. Yeah, that was oh, that was cool seeing him, yeah. man. He's no, a- I put a clip of that up on the. Um, uh, did I put it on my Twitter? Yes, it's on Atlo Progressive. You'll see about a minute and a half of Phil Rucker talking about Saudi Arabia at um, Politicon today on my Twitter account. It's become personal for them. Yeah, well, absolutely, they killed one of their own. Right. They get yeah. So and now, Washington Post is going to take down a, a, a Middle Eastern regime. I, I I'm not sure, or maybe they do know, or maybe they don't, but I'm not sure that. Trump and the Saudis understand the resources of a paper like that. It's like worse than having a big inv- police department after you yeah. or even the FBI because yeah. they, they basically are investigators. They're just a different kind of investigator. Mm-hmm. And the resources, I mean, I don't. they have an article about the Saudis that killed Khashoggi. I mean, they have, I don't even know how they have this stuff. They have their passports. They match things. Mm-hmm. They know exactly who they were. I mean, it was like what you would read in an investigative report. Except it's it's the paper. So yeah, if you want to uh, follow our Politicon coverage, there's the Mueller Time Podcast Facebook page. There's Mueller Time Pod on Twitter, and you're over at what? At Low Progressive on Twitter. My personal account is Eric Levey, and also if you guys could leave us a review, um, just on the podcast on iTunes or wherever, uh, that will be that would be a great thing to do. And otherwise, um, we'll be doing a special show tomorrow. Yeah, Politicon wrap up on Sunday, and then I guess. We'll do our regular show, too, on Monday. Maybe. We'll see how we feel. We'll see how, but, what happens tomorrow night. Yeah. But um, otherwise, as always, I guess we'll be uh, catching you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>